With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Franchising and You. My name is Paul Segretto and I'm your host Saturday mornings as we share information and perspective on all aspects of exploring, selecting, and starting a franchise business. Franchising and You is a production of Franchise Foundry and is proudly sponsored by Benetrends Financial, the law firm of Spade Liana, and the real estate professionals at Retail Solutions. Today's segment of Franchising You is titled Create Your Own Wealth, a collection of two-minute topics on franchising, which is also the title of a best-selling book by today's guest, Holly Ford. Holly, welcome back to Franchising and You. Thanks for having me, Paul. Of course. So let me get this right. You're an entrepreneur. You're an executive franchise broker, a radio host, an author. I think I might have actually seen you in the recent launch of the Avengers movie. How do you do it? I mean, how do you have time? Uh, well, thanks for asking that question. That, that's been probably one of the most interesting parts of my life is, is learning time management. And I had the privilege of seeing Tony Robbins live about a year and a half ago at his business mastery course. And um, I, I, I bought his time management course. I thought, okay, let's, let's just see what this is all about. And it has enormously changed uh, my life and the way I look at things. Uh, it used to be that I would finish one project and then I would move on to another. And now I realize that these projects can be um, not only managed simultaneously, but oftentimes those projects give light to another project and it inspires um, movement in that other project. Or somehow, believe it or not, a lot of these projects end up being synchronized at a later date. So, um, yeah, it's really, really changed the way I, I think and the way I uh, plan. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, too, am a, sort of a disciple of, of Tony Robbins. I remember, you know, going way, way back on some of his infomercials late at night. They were very motivating. So let, let's talk about the book. So the book is Create okay. Your Own Wealth, a collection of two-minute topics on franchising. What was the motivation for you to embark on this venture? Well, this this is one of uh, the topics that we just that we spoke on just a minute ago. That's exactly what happened was a synergy of of different thoughts that came together. Uh, I was creating um, these two-minute topics, if you will. They weren't they were they were probably a little bit longer at the time. They were you know five or six minute topics there were radio segments for um, a franchising radio show that I was a contributor to if you will so I would put these together and I'd record them and I'd spend you know I, I blocked off four hours on Wednesdays to write these and and record them and get them over to the radio host and they that went on for you know a couple of months and then um, and then I was asked to be you know host of that show and I said okay well let's let's go ahead and I'll, I'll co-host 
and I looked at this body of work and there there were some really interesting topics and they they were all predominantly about franchising but there was there was more to them they had a little more depth and they had a little spin with um, you know art and music which of course is another passion of mine I'm a I'm a director. I'm actually the chairman of the board for Foundation for Art and Music. So it it all kind of wove together. And I said, okay, let's put these in print. You know, why not do a two-minute topic? What I love is a book that I can read in two hours, you know, two, maybe three hours, and I can just sit down, get a lot of information quickly, um, and keep me engaged. So I said, okay, we'll put these together and ended up, you know, writing a dozen more, and I think we have 24 chapters of two-minute topics, and that's how it came to be. That's awesome. Um, and I have to say, the the titles are quite riveting. I like the fact that you can put the book down and pick it up at any given time, even a short while later or, or much later. Which chapter is your absolute favorite chapter? Well... That's really tough because there are there are several chapters that I think have just a great deal of wealth for my clients and for and, and for those interested in franchising or new to the franchising world. Uh, so I think those topics tend to be what most people um, would gravitate towards. Uh, but my favorite is without question um, the Fat Four, which is you know we use the Beatles, you know, analogy um, of the individual power of the four Beatles, but yet, you know, coming together uh, to make this fantastic band. And, and I, I took that into the, I call it the fat four franchise industry. And the reason I like that so much is because it has already been given, you know, a lot of attention. Um, I've had clients find that segment or get to that segment, come to me and say, Tell me more about these fat four franchise industries, and and it was it was a lot of fun because really and truly there is a differentiation in industries when it comes to franchising. Although in a you know in a market like we have today, virtually all of those industries, all of the industries out there, you know you can you can make money, you can you can have a great business and create your own wealth. But in those fast four franchise industries, when I have clients that are specifically looking to design a portfolio, if you will, they want to create a portfolio of, of businesses that is going to, like the stock market, have short-term gain and long-term gain. Um, some obviously are a little riskier businesses where they you know, can roll the dice and, and uh, buy them. I call those the diamond in the rough franchises where they are. Uh, rather rather inexpensive buys because the person is going out of business or has been in there two years and hates what they're doing and they they buy those for you know a, a, a very low price comparatively to what it would cost to build out and create that franchise from scratch and they get in there they buy those businesses and then they also have these longer terms so they grab these brands that are tried and and true, you know, they, they grab, you know, the sport clips and things like that, that they know, um, you know, just have a, a good, strong brand name that already drives massive traffic. But in addition, as these clients come to me, they're looking for, uh, 
industries that they know that they're going to make some money, um, but, but, but they want to have a specific plan in mind uh, on this. And so we call this Fab Four Industries. They are, uh, I think you're probably well aware of this, Paul, but senior care is one of them, obviously, and that's just because of the aging population. And I have to say, I like to add into senior care, and I didn't tangibly do that in the book, but it is the the whole exercise fitness of the senior level that is growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is obviously restaurants because of the ease of replication. And of course, what restaurant is, is very important. And then the third industry is health and fitness. And this is, you know, all health and fitness. And that's just because we live in, you know, a pseudo overworked country with a lot of pressure and stress. We have many more single families than we've ever had. All of those reasons, um, you know, they take their discretionary earnings and they put it in towards to their health and their fitness and um, and protection of, of, of their lives, actually, <laughs> really. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's fascinating. And, of course, the fourth is the service industry. And, and I, I think professional services over personal services because the professional services – uh, you know, obviously have a little bit more staying power should we have, you know, a recession or any sort of, you know, economic change in our in our climate of our country. That's awesome. Susan from Denver, Colorado says, thank you for writing the book. I appreciate it. I really appreciated the title. She's got diamonds on the sole of her shoes, women in franchising. She says, all my life, I found it difficult to break the glass ceiling. Now at 47 years old, I want to spend the next 15 years or so working for me, doing for me. With today as my starting point, what should I do? Well, Holly, I think Uh, Susan's situation is quite typical. What do you suggest? Let's say Susan's first few steps to get on the right track. Yeah, fantastic. I I am so excited for you, Susan. It, you're you're right. Uh, the the new middle age, as they say, you know, for women and and change, they say is 50 now. So um, you're 47. You're you're even a couple years ahead. I think that's fantastic. Your first step is is to get is, is to begin exploration. Exploration. You want to put on paper what your short and long term goals are financially. You want to put on paper what you're interested in and what you hate and get it all on paper. And then you connect with, um, I would highly recommend using a franchise broker. Not that you can't do it on your own, Susan, but they will save you so much time and effort and, and research because franchise brokers will get in on the back end of it. Um, and and they'll, they know the, the franchisees. They watch presentations usually weekly, three or four or five presentations about businesses, about franchises. They'll look at the emerging brands. They'll look at, you know, the, the adolescent brands that are, that are just getting their wings, and then they'll, they'll be able to look at the mature brands. So they'll look at your financial situation, how much you have to invest, what your net worth is, what your buying power is. You can get SBA loans. Now at, at literally with 90% financed, um, depending on your credit, obviously, in your situation. 
And then you, they're able to take that list of interests you have and marry your financial needs and goals and your in your total outcomes. You know, I, I want this to be happy. I want this to create wealth. I want this for a legacy for my children. And they'll take all of that, put it together, and introduce you to different franchise brands. Those brands will range, obviously. that They'll throw in brands that you're not going to expect, and they'll say to you, please, explore all of these. Make sure you make your calls with the franchisors, and, and they, will, they will introduce you to the executives of the brand, let you get to talk with them, ask the questions, and they'll guide you every step of the way. I think it's invaluable. Again, you can do it yourself, but the time it would take you to learn about each of these brands and then discover and then go through the process um, is a lot, and, and the broker will help you. That they, they don't cost anything. They're paid like a – you know, a realtor at the end of the transaction, um, and they will they will tell you what questions to ask those brands. Even though they're giving you good brands, they're, they're still going to be you know a lot of validation you want to do. You want to talk to the franchisees. The whole step and process, if you're ready to move quickly, can it can be it can be under 60 days, and you can have a business. However, you know what I always say to clients is be open, see one brand, see a second brand, see a third brand. Take your time. This is an investment and, and, and move. And then once you get into that first business, whether it be as, a, as an executive owner, semi-executive owner, you're working in the business, at that point, make sure that you're looking at this brand as what's my next step. Always, always be open to the next step. Are you going to be a multi-unit franchise owner and, you know, consolidate your management to run three stores that are in a geographically proximal area? Or are you going to take just one business and move it and then maybe go into a different industry? There's a lot of things you can do. But your first step, again, I believe the best would be is write those things down, short long-term goals, what you hate, what you love, and then connect with the broker. Like they say, failing to plan is planning to fail. Susan obviously is in a in a position where a lot of uh, the females and and they're males in that same category, but I think because that glass ceiling to some extent still exists, there are a lot of women at that age who think I can't possibly do something else. I don't have the skill set. Could you right. give some advice or or some some your perspective on the skill set of somebody that's, let's say, been in that job for 20 years, maybe they started out as a, as a homemaker and raised kids and, and are thankful now that they're back in the workforce. But talk some about all the different parts of the skill set that they can actually bring to a venture of their own. Oh, what, a, what an excellent question. Um, I, I love that question. I love it because I stayed home with, I have children, and I stayed home for many years with my children while I was freelancing. Didn't realize I had any skills, Paul. Um, I, I knew that when I was younger, I had fantastic skills. I'd won an international telly award, the video I'd done. You know, I, I knew that I had that capacity. I was, I was writing for many publications and, and moving in that realm. But I was I was staying home, and you know it. And I I thought you know. Then my husband died a few years ago, um, as you know. And 
okay, my, my youngest is one now, now what do I do? <laughs> and um, I did get into the workforce again. And, you know, the, obviously that's been years now, but the, the, the job that I, I took at the time was, you know, I was working on just what I was doing. It was an extension of, of what I had done at home and I honed my skills. I built my skills and then I was able to uh, move into, you know, a director position and, and kind of moved up in the corporate uh, world. And, and um, that was just an easy step at that point, knowing then I had the security that, oh, okay, I, I do have all of these skills and I've got time, and I've I've shown I've I've proved myself. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go start my own business, and and that that mental leap was way harder than the actual skill sets. I had won awards as a franchise developer. There was many things that had already happened, but my mind was still, what could I do? How can I do this on my own? And I love to empower women and say. The skills that you have garnered in in leading and taking care of a family, the the um, the leadership of children, the management of of those people, the coordination of events, all of those skills come to be. And then, as you know, you can have to pull your own skill sets from, you know, when you were younger, maybe before you were at home, uh, maybe even you're maybe you're a part-time worker. I, I had a woman come to me. She was an accountant in a church, and she did it, you know, 20 hours a week. And she said, "I I want to start my own business. I have no skills. I have no way to do it." And I said, "Well, number one, franchising is the way to go because they will train you in all of those skill sets. And and for women that have maybe not as many skills, but of course have the aptitude and the desire." A franchise lawyer will train them and in their systems and procedures, and they can plug that in. Again, you want to get a broker so you get the right brand. But this woman, you know, like I said, 20 hours a week, didn't felt like she had no skills. She ended up buying um, a boutique, um, and it was, you know, a, um, a clothing boutique business and did phenomenally well at that. You know, this is maybe three years into her business, and she's uh, breaking records, you know, with, with the brand and, and winning awards. And, and she, she thought nothing of herself and she was, you know, I, obviously an amazing woman. And I think any woman can do this. Yeah, that's a great story. And, and Susan, if you really want to see the power of, of digging within and using whatever skill set you have, I'll refer you to two individuals to take a look at Stacy Brown, the founder of Chicken Salad Chick, who was left with um, left by her first husband, left um, to to fend for her and her kids, as her second husband had passed away from cancer. Really knew nothing about business, knew nothing about um, anything, as she said, besides raising her kids, but had a great chicken salad recipe. And today, <laughs> it's uh, a tremendous success story. And then I'll take you to the other side. Uh, Gigi Butler, the, the founder of Gigi's Cupcakes, uh, who ventured into Nashville to start a country music singing career, but found out that um, she probably had a better time of making money elsewhere and started a home cleaning business and then decided to use whatever last savings she had and started Gigi's Cupcakes because, as her brother told her, you really do love to bake. So 
those two Love it. tremendously successful and their firms actually, their brands were actually bought out um, to buy uh, private equity players. So, uh, I mean, we're talking some major zeros after the numbers. I thank you for sharing your thoughts and, and question with us today. We appreciate all inquiries to franchising and you just send me a note to Paul at franchisefoundry.com during the week or even right up until showtime. All questions, comments will be addressed regardless of whether they make it on the show or not. Holly, let's give our listening audience a quick journey through your book. I'll, I'll mention a title, and I'd like you to share some quick thoughts about it. I'm sure everyone finds sure. this quite interesting and informative. Uh, I believe we can get through uh, a number of these, so let's start. World domination, creating wealth through franchise expansion. Yeah, that's uh, my Genghis Khan analogy. And really and truly, to create wealth, um, you know, you can't be solid in in one unit. So that's my recommendation to owners to definitely take the step to expand their their business by doing multi-unit ownership. You know, a lot of them come in to a franchise and they can sign a multi-unit agreement right from the get-go and start moving it that way and others they they're not able to quite do that they need to um they need to build a little bit slower but but for sure you know multiple units make perfect sense because the replication is easy you've done it once you just continue to do it you know we we've gotten to know each other uh, a little bit over the last few months as we were introduced to each other by uh, Nick Neonakis, the, uh, the founder and grand everything of the franchise consulting company and the author of the franchise handbook. And I've also had the, the luxury and the privilege of interviewing you before a few weeks back. And so I look at these titles and now I'm really trying to dig in and say what really prompted her on this as I've gotten to know the story about the Fab Four and some others. So one that I really love on this is go sell it on the mountain. <laughs> that's that's um, an important topic is the best that I can say. And this this topic is directed towards our, our wonderful, uh, you know, developers out there, our skilled developers, which, again, I, I emphasize that they are good at what they do and they love their brand, so in all positiveness. But, but when I have a client come to me and they're listening to the developer tell them things, uh, I, you know, stories kind of come together and you start to see patterns. And, and it's very easy for a franchise store to oversell their business. Um, you know, we, we use the snake oil salesman as the picture there and the, and, the, and the cute little fable. Ladies and gentlemen, attention, please come in close to where everyone can see. I got a tale to tell and it ain't going to cost you a dime. And if you believe that, we're going to get along just fine. And, and literally the snake oil, you know, we go a little bit into the origin of that and how it became a derogatory term. That's the fun uh, links in the beginning. And then we go into understanding franchise developers. There's three things that we want to make sure that they're aware of, and that's money, competition, and what to expect. When they're in a discovery day, and, and all throughout the process, no FPRs, no franchise performance representations, and, and no, no sky's the limit terms, no you're going to make a ton, nothing. Only use the facts that are in there. You do a disservice to your brand and you do a disservice to the client if you are 
not completely factual with an accurate performa. Um, and, and then, of course, the second is the competition. That is very, very overlooked in franchise development for obvious reasons. You're trying to sell your brand over everyone else. But if you don't address the competition, they come in disarmed, especially through the development process. They need to know what's out there. And, and, and honestly, it's not a negative because you show them why it's positive, why why your brand can can beat that show them the objections and if you can't overcome the the objections your brand isn't isn't strong and you need to revisit that and of course the third is what to expect when they come to a discovery day you know a lot of a lot of brands are very very good at entertaining and and wanting and dining the clients introducing them making them feel comfortable all of those things are excellent but without a day-to-day Real analysis of the business when they if they can't visit a store or a live um, a live franchisee comes in person and talks about their business, you're you're missing a a big piece of the puzzle. They need to be able to experience and live it. And certainly by looking through the uh, the different chapters, and I didn't notice this till I actually had them all in front of me. I definitely see the uh, the tie back to your love. Of music because there's four or five in here right off the, the mark that I could tell has something to do with music and uh, one that really stuck out to me because I'm a big James Bond f- uh, fan is nobody does it better. <laughs> Great, yeah, that is probably my favorite um, uh, reference, if you will, of all of them um, because I am, you know, a huge 007 fan. Um, I uh, I have a Luckily for me, um, I've got a, a collection of one of my tangibles that I invest in, a collection of original James Bond, uh, Ian Fleming paperbacks. He's actually a mm. phenomenal writer, and um, it, it, you just read a paragraph or two of his original works, and you'll be amazed at the descriptive prowess of his of his writing. Nobody does it better. Uh, comes in to play because nobody does it better franchise, if you will, um, is a very, very important uh, element to look at. We want our franchises to step up to the plate. We want them to be the best they can possibly be. And the Nobody Does It Better franchise has several uh, different uh, elements, if you will. Obviously, they come in as a different, they have differentiation, replicability, and unit profitability, okay? But beyond that, once those concepts are there, as they begin to grow and they get into that, well, really late childhood, right before adolescent phase, two to four-year mark, if you will, they um, it's really important that a Nobody Does It Better franchise goes back and gets in the weeds and looks at the people they've brought into the system they are very careful. Now, they don't always know exactly who their target buyer is for that franchisee. They don't always have a full grasp on that because until it's played out in multiple geographic areas, there can be mistakes there. So they look at the system. They see what works, what doesn't work. And at that point, they have an opportunity to fine-tune their model, really hone in, protect their brand, and go after the right target audiences. That is the phase where we see people die out or become a true, strong brand. If, if you are willing to sit back and make the changes that it takes and take the optics 
and, and, and really make effect change from those optics, then you're going to be a strong brand long term. Then, of course, the, the next nobody does it better brand is, is the obvious, and that is support. The most important thing a franchisor can do for you as a buyer, as a franchisee, is to support you. Now, some of you, you know, franchisees out there, you know, want to live on an island, and that's okay. But when it comes to really growing and creating wealth, you have a network of business owners all in the same business, and the franchisor that's good will support those those individuals with over-the-top support. They're going to be visiting you. They're going to have conventions. They'll, they, they should do seminars from time to time. They should bring all of those franchisors, uh, franchisees together in, you know, maybe a franchise advisory committee or some sort of council that all of those ideas can, can ping off of one another and grow together. That's nobody does it better franchise. That's awesome. And some of the other musical references, Penny Lane dissecting royalties, We Are the World, the social entrepreneur, and what might be my favorite is, hey, you, get off of my cloud, protected territories and why they matter. That's awesome. Holly, I, I really appreciate you joining me again on Franchising and You. And, of course, I look forward to your return. In the meantime, please leave us with some final advice. As also, tell us the best way for someone to order your book. Okay, well, the book's on Amazon, and it's called Create Your Own Wealth. Uh, it's a, t- a collection of two-minute topics on franchising. It comes in a Kindle form and also the paperback version of it. So they can get it there. They can also, if they would like, if they want to email me, I'll be glad to send them a complimentary copy. It's um, holly at zarianfirm.com, holly at zarianfirm.com. And, uh, yeah, so final advice, I would just say, you know, the reason for the two-minute topic book is because how many business men and women want to look into franchising, but they're overwhelmed by the, the huge amount of information in there, and they just want to cut to the chase get the facts and understand them quickly and concisely. So there will be, you know, a second, third, maybe even a fourth version of this book because there's many, many topics that that we can dive into briefly. For more depth on those topics, contact me, contact the business broker, contact Paul. And uh, and I just I just say get out there and do it. Take the step. It is not difficult. It seems overwhelming and challenging, but I'll tell you one step makes the the final outcome happen. You just have to move the foot and make that first step. Great advice. Susan, uh, if you're still out there or you're listening to us uh, later on, keep in touch. Let us know how you're doing. Remember, if you've missed any segment of Franchising and You All, available for download at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Franchising and You. Remember, Entrepreneurs are served daily on Accelerate Success. It's our two-month-old daily digital newsletter for current entrepreneurs and also for those aspiring to join the ranks of entrepreneurship. Our goal is to share relevant news and information in a concise format. As we know, time is a very valuable commodity, especially if entrepreneurship is part of the equation. You'll find it at AccelerateSuccess.com. That's A-C-C-E-L-E-R, the number eight, followed by success. Com. Well, that's it for this week. I thank you again for including Franchising in You as you explore franchising and business ownership. We greatly appreciate it. and We're very excited to be part of your quest. Stream it, wish it, 
do it. Have a great day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.